Good day, everyone. Thanks for joining our presentation today on the demand-driven logistics provider featuring our partner, Resolve. My name is Chuck Chase. I'm the Vice President of Logistics at One Network, responsible for logistics strategy and product marketing. As an introduction, the management team at Resolve, a subsidiary of Imperial Logistics, one of the world's largest logistics providers and a supply chain consulting and process outsourcing leader, knew they needed to deliver higher value services to their customers in order to continue their strong growth. However, they faced significant challenges due to the limitations of traditional supply chain technology and a diverse customer base. To overcome these challenges, Resolve partnered with One Network and implemented its cloud-based platform, the Real-Time Value Network. As a result, they have been successful in extending and integrating their solutions across their customers' end-to-end -end supply chains, helping them become more demand-driven. During this webinar, Johan and Jean will discuss how Resolve defined and overcame these challenges, some of the best practices it is they have learned in the process, and some of the benefits they've achieved, including a 360-degree view into all levels of logistics and supply chain activities on a single platform, a nimble and responsive supply chains for their customers, global end-to-end -end tracking and visibility throughout the entire transaction lifecycle, both structured and unstructured capabilities between network partners, improved service levels through reductions in stockouts and late deliveries, and reduced total IT costs through a software as a service model and geographic hosting partner agreements. Join us to learn how with the right technology, Resolve has achieved these industry-leading results, improved its decision-making process, proactively reacting to events across its supply chain, and gained insights into its data with smart analytics. So joining me today is Johan van der Vesthazen, who's the Chief Solution Officer and member of the Board of Directors at Resolve and Imperial. Thirteen years ago, he co-founded a principal predecessor of Resolve which was acquired four years ago by Imperial. Also joining me is Gene Trousel, the Chief Deployment Officer at One Network. He's been with One Network over 12 years and owns our global 3PL, 4PL partnerships, as well as One Network's operations. What we'll cover today is an introduction to One Network to give you a sense of the One Network solution, which is offered as a platform and software as a service in the cloud as well as an introduction to Resolve. We'll talk a little bit about the journey and the partnership that has evolved over the years that we've been working together, satisfying customers' requirements, and delivering su supply chain services, and then get into a little bit more detail around both the One Network Real-Time Value Network, as well as Resolve's One Network-enabled solutions that they have operating for their clients. Questions can be asked throughout the, this presentation via the chat box. So please feel free to use that, and we will be soliciting questions at the end of the presentation as well. Now I'll turn it over to Gene. Thanks, Chuck. I also want to extend my welcome for all those attending this webinar, especially to Johan down in South Africa, who I've had the privilege of working with for several years developing our partnership. First, I'd like to start off with just a, a quick introduction of one network. I'll then let Johan go through and give a quick introduction of Resolve and Imperial so we can ground our presentation based on that going forward. So a little bit about One Network. We've been around for a little over 15 years now, and the company was built with the strategy that it's really not a supply chain, it's really a supply network challenge. 
And because of that, we had to develop our tool sets around a cloud-based offering that allowed us to bring several participants into one community to be able to do everything from the beginning of the, of the process around planning, uh, forecasting, all the way through to execution. We've done that by putting together a multi-enterprise network that allows us to do that. In order to deliver that kind of technology, we've teamed up with partners throughout the world, like Imperial and Resolve down in Africa, who handle most of the African uh, deployments for us. And we'll get more into that later on during the discussion. First, a little bit about our customer base. So we have been large in the retail environment for quite some time. Uh, people like Kroger and Safeway, this large universal uh, backbone that extends outside the U.S. to other companies uh, down to Australia, Africa, and throughout Europe as well. We've also taken that down to all the consumer products and CPG companies that allow the service of those suppliers back into that network. In addition to that, we handle a lot of logistics, including people like DTCI, which is the large backbone of the Department of Defense, where we handle all movements from base to base within the United States, as well as into the pharmaceutical industry, some of the largest pharmaceutical suppliers all the way from China, like from Sinopharm and so forth. We've been able to take the same technology and apply it to their environment. We've been big in the pharmaceutical, into the automotive sector, uh, handling large supply bases within the, the U.S. and worldwide, as well as into the high-tech area around distributors like Aero Electronics, for example, which is part of our high-tech network, as well as the public sector and the defense I talked about previously. So that's a quick overview of who One Network is. Uh, currently on the environment, we have tens of thousands of suppliers and users. I'll now turn it over to Johan to talk a little bit about Resolve. Thanks, Gene. Thanks, Chuck. Um, good morning, everyone, or good afternoon, whenever this is team to you guys. Um, the reason for me for adding a couple of slides just around the background to the company is because I believe that it's quite important um, in terms of our partnership and what we were looking for, specifically in a technology provider and partner in one network. Um, we are part of the Imperial, uh, uh, actually owned by Imperial Holdings. Uh, which is an industrial listed group on the JSE Johannesburg Stock Exchange. We fall within the Imperial Logistics Division. Imperial Logistics partners with our clients to provide an end-to-end -end, um, service offering within the supply chain space. So everything from procurement, inbound logistics, where we assist customers in their operations, outbound transport. We have a vast uh, network with warehousing and storage facilities through to the finite, uh, finer intricacies of customer delivery, uh, even on the sales, merchandising, order to cash, and brand activation front. Imperial's got vast experience um, in the outsourced value chain management uh, where we work with our clients to improve their competitiveness. If you look at the different offerings within um, Imperial itself, so within the African services, uh, specifically the African services and capabilities, you would see that essentially Resolve forms a key part of being uh, the supply chain integration function within the group. So, so we provide customer-centric outsourced services and underneath that is specific freight and transport and this is how we are structuring ourselves within the group. We have managed logistics where we don't own any of the uh, specific vehicles or um, uh, supply chain resources but essentially use 3PLs and other 
carrier solutions in that. We have a focus on warehouse and distribution, um, specifically product focus, but also multi-principle, quite a significant multi-principle um, organized operation. And then we do the demand-driven route-to-market fulfillment for our customers, where we act either as a distributor within uh, various African countries, or where we provide merchandising and consumer brand activation services. Um, so within Resolve itself, um, under the supply chain integration, we offer services for advisory, technology, people enablement, and process outsourcing. So I want to give you a little bit of an overview of these, um, where you can see it. Although they are 90% of our services are focused around supply chain, uh, we, we have these auxiliary services that also focus on other areas of the business. Of the business. So from an advisory perspective, we specifically offer supply chain optimization services that everything from network design through to route to market studies <coughs> and other supply chain optimization related services. Um, we then also assist our clients in uh, developing world-class procurement processes. We consider their physical asset assets when with, with some service around that area. And then we also have a number of technology offerings. At the top of the list there, one network which we internally classify as a differentiating technology. Um, we have our standard enterprise application services that you would expect from any consulting business within um, other or within across all the major enterprise resource planning applications and then we also have a strong software development and application management capability. People enablement frame within the area that or within our geography is quite an important aspect. We deal with a, quite a significant skills gap and when implementing new systems or processes we often have to provide quite a deep level of people enablement through training um, or through change management and those, those level of services. From a process outsourcing perspective, we have a number of offerings where we, we've taken our own advisory technology and people enablement capabilities and structure that towards a, a service offering where our customers um, ask us to take care of that whole function for them. The significant ones to mention here is specifically distribution management where we are responsible for planning and um, scheduling in excess of 3,000 deliveries a day. Our synchronized storage and assembly capability is, is highly focused in the automotive area. And then we provide other procurement inbound supply outsource services as well. When we, <clears throat> so our journey started with, with one network uh, probably a bit more than three years ago when uh, we were tasked by Imperial as a group to consider alternative to the current bespoke developed TMS systems. At that point, we didn't just want to replace what systems we had in place with a, um, a, another uh, complete of the shelf product, but we were actually looking for where can we find a solution that gives us a bit more than just what, a, what the traditional TMS system gave us. So importantly, when Resolve as a service, as a professional services company, look at a technology solution, we look beyond just how we can use the software internally. We were looking for a system that there is an element that we want to use it internally and within Imperial as as, as backbone for some of our logistic and transport operations. But we were also looking for, for technology that we could use and differentiate within 
uh, with our services at our customers and our clients. So that would be uh, where we could use a technology to improve our customers' demand planning, for instance, where um, we could use it to differentiate the market in terms of collaborative planning, visibility. So one network uh, fit that requirement very well in terms of positioning as a platform that, that has got strong TMS uh, planning and execution management capabilities, but also other functionality that we could take to the market, take to our clients, and could also integrate at their, their um, customers or their partners in their supply chain. So it also has that ability to work with other other parties that is relevant um, in the in the value network. So we were looking for a TMS that could place replace various bespoke systems. We wanted to um, create a single platform for our own internal operations to coexist. Uh, we wanted to support our strategy to build added value services, um, and some of those would be very specific, and in the scenarios we discussed, you see it's, it's, it's we, we're talking about uh, different solutions that, that really span from different ends of the supply chain. Um, and, and that's when we selected uh, one network to be our partner, and over the past three years we've been uh, building our own capabilities, work with them at specific customer solutions, and also managed to, to implement the technology across the areas of our service offerings. And I might add to that, Johan, from the One Network standpoint, what we were looking for was a partnership that not only had the physical assets around movement and transportation logistics, but also a partner that understood uh, the bigger picture around supply chain itself. And most certainly Resolve fit that for us. In addition to that, they brought a deep expertise of the African market to us, which we didn't have. And in addition, they also brought a capability to extend our platform around those very intricate pieces that are different for their environment versus what we were building here in the U.S. And because of that partnership, we believe we've been able to uh, broaden the base of our, of our product offering and made it very uh, applicable to the African market. Yeah, Gene, just as you mentioned that, I think the, I still remember one of those early discussions we had um, where you guys couldn't really understand why we would go out and do very detailed tracking of vehicles and how drivers were performing. The comment at that point was, you know, but you told the driver what to do. Should you just go out and now do it? But I think we're, if, you, if you've seen uh, Africa and the, and the environment here, yeah, we, we, we have various other challenges. And, and you're right in saying, you know, the, the openness of the platform allowed us to to cater for those differences and to be able to, in a, in a technology, um, I believe in a, in a very efficient technology uh, uh, approach to address those differences in a way that didn't um, require us to redevelop certain modules in the, in the software. Um, so yeah, I, I, I support that fully. Good. Well, now we'll jump over to the One Network side. And a good discussion, or I should say any discussion of One Network really begins with defining what is the network, and in our case, what has been the evolution to get us to this particular point, or those things that we see as being foundational to the services that we provide. And I guess as we begin with the standalone computer and its the power that it brought to, to business uh, years ago, which then led to 
network computers and then modules around how to operate the enterprise, the different departments and activities within an enterprise, whether it's supply, whether it's demand, whether it's transportation. ERP grew up in those where, once again, it was linked in some respects, but it was typically in the context of an enterprise, and it was still somewhat siloed between the different activities. As we move more towards, or I should say away from ERP, best of breed, and point-to-point and -point connections, what we find now is the importance of the network, where you're really looking at what really exists in business today, which is more of a many-to-many -many relationship between partners, where you've got a the supplier that's trying to connect efficiently to multiple customers. You've got the, the customer or the, the manufacturer that's trying to link not only to all of their different suppliers and the supply base, but also the logistics service providers that may be providing inbound services, whether it's transportation or even getting into replenishment, uh, supply management, those sorts of things, vendor-managed inventories. So as the, the network becomes more and more important just in the way that we optimize the way we do business, one of the key principles within one network and one of the foundational strengths of our solution is it is architected for this many-to-many -many network. What that means from a practical model is one network versus the traditional model means on the left what you find is exactly what I described. You've got point-to-point -point solutions whether it's modules within an ERP or best-of-breed applications that are focused on that one activity. And the challenge becomes, as you try and propagate, whether it's changes at the time of execution or whether it's modifications to the planning across those different segments of the supply chain, across those different departments, you wind up with information lead time just in terms of how quickly a batch planning process is run, or how long it takes to propagate or to get that right message sent to the particular supplier. Where when you look on the right-hand side with the network model, you have this idea that everybody is connected in to that single version of the truth, that transaction or that, that activity becomes not only something that everyone within that has an interest can share, whether it's the customer, whether it's the supplier, whether it's the logistics service provider, they all have that same view of what's going on. And when something happens, what you have is you're not limited by the propagation across different instances. At the time you have a change in demand, the ability to identify whether that change is meaningful and propagate that change to everyone that's involved or everyone that's interested or impacted as far back through the supply chain as you have them connected is one of the primary executional capabilities of the network platform. In addition to that, what you have is, uh, from our planning expertise, the opportunity to do continuous planning across those ex that execution, that real-time visibility, to identify when something has happened to a point or to an extent where a plan has been impacted or a replanning needs to take place. So that ability to provide well beyond end-to-end -end track and trace and visibility to that more profiled event management propagating those alerts and alarms to being able to also apply planning across all of those different activities is something that's critical, something that's foundational for our platform, and something that's indispensable for our logistics service provider partners that are continually looking for 
ways that they can not only improve operations for their clients, but prove, improve operations across whole industries or whole geographies where their ability to have that one connection into the network for a particular supplier, for a particular logistics provider enables them for potentially all of their clients, all of their other partners. So that really is the, the key to one network. And rather than, than jump into a discussion of some of the modules like order management or transportation management or some of the, the planning capabilities around demand sensing, replenishment planning, those sorts of things, what I'll do is I'll, I'll turn it back over to Johan to talk about some of the services and solutions that he's developed on top of our network capabilities. Thanks, Chuck. Um, when, uh, when you guys asked me to, to contribute to this webinar, I was I had to run through various projects and elements and combined different solution elements into a couple of key areas. And I hope that you know these these four areas that that, that we'll discuss now um, can can give a, a broad perspective on the on the capabilities as as uh, of one network as you. Uh, explain it now. So I think importantly, um, as part of developing these solutions, how we started out, uh, when we started out with one network, was basically myself and one or two other resources that that had exposure to it from a boardroom level. So we started from the base to develop internal capabilities to understand the technology to deploy the technology here and to go and offer certain internal and customer specific solutions. So some of these um, cases or some of these solutions that, that, that I'll be talking through, I'd like Gene to also come in and, and, and just maybe make some comments or, or add value to, to what was the, the element that happened on their end. Um, so the four specific areas is where I'd like to take you through an integrated logistics management system and that's more our internal view in terms of our 4PL offering that we take to market, uh, specifically focusing on some of our consumer products and retail clients. Uh, the African Healthcare Network, uh, specifically where that started out. Specifically a core parcel management solution where uh, you know we've taken the, the one network solution without many modifications applied within the, the African environment. And then something that's maybe a bit left field around cash management and um, where we believe this is quite world uh, internationally a leading project around or a leading, a leading approach to applying supply chain principles within quite an expensive commodity since you think about it. Um, so let's, let's dive into them. So first of all, the integrated logistics management system. Um, as, as a service offering resolve has got uh, I mentioned earlier that we that we plan and, and manage around 3,500 deliveries per day for our customers, and we use various uh, 3PL and carrier providers to to organize or to plan and to um, manage the execution thereof. Uh, our primary offering or our, our biggest customer by current sits within consumer products and even in the biggest bigger uh, retailers um, within our region. So that the, the, the maybe just in a nutshell first, our, the, the offering that we take to market consists out of a planning service that we perform for customers. We then perform execution management. So everything from ensuring that the uh, 
correct resources are allocated, that scheduling of activities are handled um, through to making uh, plans on where exceptions and certain events take place. We then provide a service where we do operational reporting and some calibration around the specific planning services through to having a total performance management approach in improving these operations and then going through to uh, debrief of drivers and debrief of all activities that happen. Uh, we've quite a unique approach in our service offering where we, where we uh, are agile in terms of either running these operations for our customers with their own private fleet or where clients uh, um, give us the, the function to, to um, manage a specific retail provider and various combinations of that. The challenges that we faced was one, and, and so you must also consider that this was now three to four years ago when we started out with this journey, was that we found it very difficult to integrate end-to-end -end transport information at one place. So even if we could do that, the, the second challenge we faced there was that how correct and timely was that information. That was a key requirement for us, just to have one, all of the information at one place. <laughs> then we had secondary um, requirements around how can we improve vehicle utilization. A big challenge we faced there was not in the planning side. So planning, you know, you could get various algorithms to plan optimal uh, vehicle combinations and optimal routes. But essentially to ensure that the execution is aligned to that plan so that you aren't continuously chasing your, chasing your tail and having to replan or change your plan. So improving vehicle utilization uh, was a significant challenge for us. Then improve efficiencies in execution management. So how many, you know, how, because of all these manual processes, how many people did we have in terms of planning or in terms of expediting vehicles, tracking vehicles, all of those execution activities. Furthermore, a key element was also to not just look at transportation in isolation, but also see, um, also integrate the touch points, specifically on the warehouse picking side and at the customer delivery or at the delivery point scheduling side. So, so for, in order for us to, to improve or to optimize and um, optimize cost for our clients, all of these touch points also had to be in sync um, with the whole plan and execution. Can I might add to that, Johan, when we, when we started down this journey, uh, it was interesting that we took our, our system that was developed, you know, specifically in this case, around 4PLs and 3PLs operating in different uh, industries like the retail industry and so forth. And we were able to take that uh, reapply it, get 95, 96% to the point we needed to be, and then what Resolve added to that to get back into their customer base were those those things that were very specific to the way people operate in Africa. Back to the earlier discussion uh, of you know tracking real time what the truck's doing. You know, in the in the United States, it wasn't a, a big issue to us. It was a big issue in Africa, and because we partnered with Resolve, understood those kinds of things, we were able to bring the product in a, a very reduced fashion, time-wise, to, to the market based on their knowledge and based on the technology we had already developed. Absolutely, Gene. Um, so maybe just on, the, on some of the um, solutions that, or some of the components that we've implemented into these, um, into the solution, <laughs> important to note was 
the specific end-to-end -end integrated logistics deal. We have a quite a large beverages supplier in South Africa where we manage to integrate their inbound and outbound or, or provide visibility across the in and outbound transport leg, helping them to to more quickly react to certain unexpected changes in demand and unexpected orders. Um, and that's key across not only the, the organization, but across the many service providers or shipping and, and carriers that they use <clears throat> to execute uh, the transport. The, um, and also that gives you that re almost real-time communication and of, of changes in the plan to the different, different role players. The second one which, which was a big contributor to the way in how we did business was this, the whole exception-based alerts and reports. So we've managed to to really bed down what what are the key elements that we should be looking at in terms of events and um, certain deviations from plan, um, and it made our planners focus specifically on on the um, on the elements that they could change and make a difference. So in other words, in terms of 90% of the operation that was running smoothly, uh, perfectly according to plan we now could suddenly just focus our attention on the 10% of elements where operations were going out of line uh, from, the, uh, from the plan. That, that had, a, had a very big um, improvement on our uh, resource um, efficiency. Thirdly, the appointment scheduling part, so um, that, that helped us, as I said, these, the endpoints end where either from the, from the loading bay or to the store delivery points, which we, uh, where we found that a big contributor to inefficiencies was actually this misalignment between either the warehouse or the store when we talk about the transport. And aligning that really um, helped us not only uh, allocate certain, certain functions to the carriers themselves to perform, again, improving our efficiencies, but also how we've uh, optimized the whole operation end-to-end uh, -end, uh, from a logistics perspective. So the, the benefit clearly was you know, how we integrated the in and the outbound logistics and the visibility we could, could gain there, and not only visibility to our clients, but also uh, visibility to other logistics service providers. The, um, as I said, the reduced labor costs. So this is our team. We've got a control tower sitting at our offices with, with around 100 people that specifically just does planning and, um, and expediting of, of various customer environments. And really bringing down or improving the efficiency there meant we could do more customers with the same resource base. Uh, for our customers, we drove down their logistics costs significantly by improving vehicle utilization. And either just um, from, from delivering more with the same fleet or avoiding certain additional costs like renting an additional vehicle. And then um, I think it's important to mention as well the significant improvement in service efficiency through automation. Um, and just focusing on the real-time exceptions. Yeah, and I'd say just to quickly add to that, um, from a platform perspective, one of the key areas here that that Resolve continues to set the standard in terms of driving the platform is around the areas of our development network and our SDK, or Software Development Kit, where they were able to go in for some of those areas that were particular to South Africa based on the geography and some of the services that were being provided and their own developers able to go in and extend as well as add modules 
to the platform with their own resources on their own schedule to meet their own customers needs and since they are DevNet enabled not worried about future releases as we continue to upgrade the platform because all of those enhancements and all of those additional capabilities have been built with that in mind and it's architected into our system. So for them it really provides for Resolve the opportunity to extend any solution for any client into any industry around any of the service areas without waiting for the one network development cycle or to be dependent on uh, a software provider or at the mercy of some kind of a future software upgrade. So that's another key piece from the platform really enabling a lot of what Johan has taken us through. Thanks, Chuck. I think if, if we can, can then have a look at the, the African healthcare network, um, we have uh, for a number of years been, and as Imperial, very active within the whole African healthcare or pharmaceutical supply chain. Um, we, we've been looking at, at the challenges within the Africa um, healthcare network and, and I think it's important to note that there's, there's two key elements to this. The one is if you think about Africa and, and the healthcare challenges we have in the continent, the one area is where we have insufficient services and capability of doctors and nurses to deal with, with healthcare in, in whole. The second very important aspect is that there's very much underdeveloped supply chain infrastructure to support the distribution um, and the supply of healthcare um, and pharmaceutical goods. So another key challenge is specifically around um, in Africa around the, the not only the infrastructure but also the information infrastructure. So when, when this project came along, we, we were very early uh, in our partnership days with, with One Network and um, a big portion of, of this project was actually uh, done by One Network and we assisted them. It was, we used this project to build up a lot of our skills and also to, to, to give direction in terms of how it um, uh, fit into our Africa Healthcare Network strategy. So Gene, maybe if you want to just, just go over the, the, the project uh, some of the numbers and some of the project um, key characteristics. Sure, I'd like to. So we uh, we were contracted again one network uh, specifically to put in this tracking mechanism around the logistics for the Rwanda Ministry of Health. Uh, Rwanda is an interesting country in that they are actually at the forefront of technology, trying to implement strategies around. Uh, their supply chain, specifically around the health, to increase the availability to their to their population. So there's a little over 11 million people uh, serviced by about 500 clinics throughout the country. And what we ended up doing was looking at the inbound supply chain coming in of all the viral drugs to take care of, of all the issues they may have, tracking from that point uh, around forecasting where we might need those, dispersing that within country around these various clinics and so forth and tracking down to the user level, down to the patient level, exactly who was getting what and therefore how much stock we had left to go back and service the environment. From a technological standpoint, uh, we're able to take that and move it into more of the, the issues around Africa, the continent, not just Rwanda, and we're in the process of doing that as we speak. What was interesting from the 
the resolve standpoint is, like Johan had mentioned, we took the lead, one network, and we brought resolve in, and they actually were trained during this process to bring this system up and live. Uh, since they were part of the project and helped with some of the interfacing and so forth, we also decided to run this infrastructure actually in our African deployment that resolve hosts for us down in South Africa. And in fact, they got to the point where now Resolve is the first line support around the entire network force. So they take that first line support call if there's a need around, you know, training, uh, if there's any kind of issue that needs to be resolved and so forth. And then based on that, if they can't handle that, they move it back over to us. But what it showed was the ability for the, the network to be consumed by a user and supported by this, this partner of ours in Africa that understood more of the intricate nature of what, what went on. By combining those two companies together, one network and resolve, we were able to come out with a much better product on the back end side. Uh, basically one of those projects that you can be really uh, uh, proud of because the end result is we're saving lives. Uh, and then all the support for that, again, goes through the resolve network. So if you look at how we, how we pulled this together and what what the outcome was, uh, we basically improved the reliability of the supply chain down to the patient level. What was interesting, you may have had product within country, but since there was not a great deal of visibility, you may have had an outbreak of malaria in one area and in another area had all the stock. Because they didn't have that visibility, we were able to give them that visibility and then the transaction to move from point A to point B to service their community on the back end side, which greatly reduced their cost. Uh, as you can imagine, um, there was a very intensive paper process that they had in place that by, by nature adds delay to the environment when you're trying to get supply from point A to point B. In this particular case, since you're dealing with drugs that are important for survival, that delay became very, very important to to retract and be able to do things in a more real-time uh, situation. And we were able to do that and obviously increase the whole operational efficiency on the back end by getting the drugs to where they needed to be at the time they needed to be there. Additionally, since many of the drugs coming into the country were supplied by third parties, uh, the third party, you know, like USAIDS and so forth, wanted to know that the product going into the country was being properly, you know, administered to the clinics and that we weren't having situations of product going bad because of shelf life, because of uh, uh, distribution within country and so forth. So we were able to reduce all that and increase the amount of drug to the inpatient uh, while reducing all the wastage around shelf life uh, determination, uh, you know, some pilferage but not a lot and also decreased the, um, the uh, amount of cost to deploy within country. Gene, I just want to, to add, and it's maybe a non-technical issue here, but I, I think the uh, people need to appreciate the, the um, context of the users of the systems, not being any supply chain planners or even, um, you know, a very uh, computer, high-level computer um, uh, users is uh, in this process, um, you know, it's primarily doctors and healthcare people working on the system. 
and 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 I think the part of the success here is the 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 simplicity, the powerfulness, but true simplicity that was that was shown in terms of the solution that was rolled out that that allowed people to really quickly uh, be able to use the system and for the system to be rolled out to a to a very low level, um, sorry, to a very deep level um, of a supply chain down to clinic and dispensing point level, which uh, you know, there hasn't been a lot of success stories in that in that area around. I, I couldn't agree more. In fact, it was interesting during the training process. Uh, one of the things that that Resolve was able to help us with was that simplification while keeping the dynamic backend capability, to presenting that in such an easy format for the end user on the front end, so that in fact we did get adoption rate down to that layer. All right. So we jump into the the parcel management side. So um, just from our end, we we um, initially uh, looked at uh, the, the broader supply chain and, and, and everything from planning transport to planning demand and supply through to execution management. And, and uh, then we were faced with this opportunity to develop a, uh, or to provide a parcel management solution to a fairly large um, parcel uh, uh, service. And um, when we contacted, uh, or when I spoke to Gene about that specifically, said that they've got the ideal solution already built for one of their customers in the U.S. And uh, through to form, we um, we were able to to um, to deploy that solution without major changes uh, within our environment, and um, <coughs> really one of the uh, the uh, quicker parts of of, of or, or a very good technology fit. For a similar uh, similar problem we had um, in South Africa, um, so maybe uh, if we can just look at specifically the business challenges there um, that you that you particularly face with with these uh, parcel and postal type services is it, it, it's primarily about tracking parcels and knowing where they are, but um, the end-to-end -end process can actually be optimized quite significantly in terms of customer service levels, providing visibility. The whole cost to, <coughs> to support this network of, um, of, of, of distributing packages and postal items. Um, so there's a, there's a significant high labor cost associated with that. Um, and it's also often very difficult to, to with their existing systems, to do something different. So when we were looking specifically at this at, at, at the solution, we had to integrate a number of old legacy systems, or actually replace a number of old legacy systems, and renew it with with improved processes around scanning and other elements. Gina, can you also elaborate a little bit on on, on what you guys have done done with it? Yes. In fact, uh, what we were able to do when we first came out with the parcel tracking system, we signed a a, a fairly large parcel management company. Uh, Greyhound here in the, the States. And it was really around the track and trace and planning and the routing around how you get a package from point A to point B. Uh, again, many of the same challenges that we were faced with down in South Africa. We then were able to take that parcel network, uh, go down to South Africa, uh, did the pilot. In fact, if you remember correctly, Johan, we, we piloted uh, without any modification. Uh, the back-end system. We did end up modifying or resolving end up modifying the, the handheld portion for the near real-time track, track and trace. 
But beyond that, we were able to pick that up and move it down into South Africa without much modification at all. The integration yeah, obviously yeah. had to be changed on the back end side, like Johan suggested. But again, the same results, right? Uh, greater throughput, higher visibility, uh, lower cost, all the things that you would hope for within the, the implementation of such a package. I think one of, one of, one of the areas to mention is that these, these parcel um, services uh, do tend to create a, quite a high um, or a significant number of transactions. You know, we're talking in the order of a million, million parcels a day. Uh, so Gene, maybe just I know you guys. You know, that was one of the areas we were we were taking to and kicking to and fro around the, the technical requirement to to work with such large number of, of transactions. In fact, what what we were able to do with our our network when we designed the network, we knew that we were going to have to be able to operate such a high velocity. So when you start talking about uh, many of the retailers, for example, on the product, you you end up with millions and millions of transactions a day, business transactions that have to be accomplished, you know, all the way from uh, forecasting, planning, execution, mm. and so forth. And in this particular case around the parcel network, the the, the um, point of which you've got to get back to the end user is very rapid. So you don't have a lot of latency around being able to put the transaction in and getting that uh, command back to the end user because they're standing there with a handheld, you know, on a, on a like a proof of delivery or what's my next movement, and be, because of that, the the system was architected to be scalable around these very large transactional um, operations to be able to get back to the end user in, in a very rapid format. And I think that was one of the selling features when we went down to South Africa that they looked at, worried about. You know, we do you know, millions of transactions a day, and we were able to show, based on our history, uh, back in the States anyhow, how we could handle that, that type of volume with very quick response issues back to the end user. Okay. So we, so we, I, I see our, because we don't want to overstay our welcome, so if we can, can uh, move to the last one um, in terms of the cash management solution. Uh, from outside, this was um, as as a result. We've we've had a fairly rich background in consulting services and supply chain consulting services within the cash management environment. And for a number of years, we've been advising to customers around uh, key supply chain practice or best practices around supply chain and how it can be applied within the cash environment. Now, cash is is a is a the monetary um, the monetary uh, one is something that is uh, it's, it's got fairly a very low production cost. So, so when the supply chain principles are are considered within within a cash value network, there's some adjustments that you have to to make to the to the tier. And that's that you know actually to to produce cash um, is is the cost of that very low. But on the other hand, to store and to move cash due to the security risk and element that's a very cost costly exercise. So in terms of considering a cash network, you need to make sure that you have as good as you can levels of inventory at the right places and that you don't have to move inventory back and forward through the network because that, that costs a significant amount of, of money. So when when we um, picked up on 
on uh, this opportunity. We, uh, our customer was looking for a, a single integrated system uh, to manage their cash. So again, they, they had various technologies in the place, in place, but not one that they that they could use to properly plan and properly manage the execution of the supply chain and the logistics around it. So they they wanted to to get a consistent and optimal demand supply planning function and logistics planning function in place. They also wanted to have visibility into the entire or into a very broad industry of um, of uh, cash and, and, and the location of where cash is, is being stored at. The various parties, banks and other parties would, would normally um, accumulate large volumes of cash. So it's important to know what, what is going on and where inventory is deployed. Um, a system of this nature has got very stringent data and system security requirements and that was a very important element in terms of providing the solution. And then finally it was, it, it, they, they wanted the ability to have visibility into the end-to-end -end tracking of product and activities. Um, now all of these elements uh, was what we managed to, with one network, uh, bring to the table and build this cash management solution. So in terms of just explaining a bit more about the, the, the cash management environment, normally what you have is you have manufacturers of either notes or coins that would supply into a central bank of sorts. The cash then will be distributed to um, other vaults, whether it is uh, the central bank vaults or to uh, other commercial bank vaults. Um, that would then be further distributed either through ATMs, bank branches, or the large retailers such as casinos would, would accumulate and receive a lot of cash. So if you look at this supply chain, the normal elements, you can apply the normal supply chain elements of doing a forecast down to the lowest level, uh, doing inventory netting, a big part and a difference in uh, cash is that you get high, a high circulation of cash. So cash gets sent back, gets sorted and um, quality assured and it gets put back into, into circulation. So apart from that aspect, the rest of typical supply chain principles with order forecasts, inventory netting, inventory planning as is applied. So in terms of the solution that, that we developed with One Network, um, we've uh, implemented a demand planning function, a supply management or supply planning function, a specific contract management in terms of how the, how the manufacturers uh, engage with um, the, the, uh, their customers, um, specifically purchase order management within uh, the solution. There's a whole transport management element of uh, planning shipments um, and how the cash is moved between bolts and locations. And then um, also specific, um, some specific elements of warehouse management activities. So not down to a, a very complex detailed warehouse uh, in FMCG, but certainly enough to, to, to facilitate the um, the, uh, the issue of cash and the receiving of cash and the processes in processing involved with cash. So in end, we, we provide an end-to-end -end, um, supply chain solution with track and trace and other financial elements in terms of paying for cash uh, when it stand uh, when 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 it is in in the um, uh, in the position of or in the possession of a specific party. 
Um, so from, from, from the solution, we've seen a number of, of benefits, specifically around inventory, the optimal uh, optimizing inventory, and as I said, specifically the location of inventory. Uh, we managed to reduce uh, within the solution logistics cost, and in the, in, in, in the end, it becomes an effective cash management solution that in an industry where there is not real um, industry standard solutions available. And in fact, this is an interesting project to, to end with today because what it does, it brings us full circle, Johan. It, you know, we, we started off you know, first talking about the whole 4PL uh, product that was pretty much a pickup drop-in with some extensions around it. That was the first one we did, and that was kind of the start. We then moved into the African Healthcare Network where jointly we, we went in. One network was the lead, resolved, uh, learned around how we did that. We then moved into the partial network where Resolve took the lead around integration and implementation with support of one, all the way down to the cash management solution, where in fact we have now created a brand new product that one never would have done on our own. Uh, so we've jointly put together with Resolve leading the effort, we as backup to that effort, and now we've got this brand new application that, that not only can serve South Africa, but we have a lot of interest, I think you would say, Johan, throughout African continent to put the same solution in as a brand new product. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you very much for your participation today in our webinar, and thanks Gene and Johan for taking time out of your schedules to uh, to spend that time with us today talking about this some of these key areas. Everyone who registered for the webinar will receive within the next uh, 24 hours an email that contains not only the contact information if you have additional questions or inquiries, but also links to request the slides presented as well as a recording of this webinar. So from those links, you'll be able to access the resource library that provides not only that information, but case studies and other materials around the One Network solution. Thanks again for your time and attention, and have a great day. Thank you for listening to the One Network audio experience. Check back every week for new exciting content. If you enjoyed this episode, please like and subscribe. You can learn more at our website at onenetwork.com.